Hi there, business owner. Do you want a better understanding of business finance, what your numbers actually mean, and stories of the highs and lows of business where I'll be sharing my tips and tricks every week? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 3Bs Podcast with Stephanie. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 3Bs Podcast. How are you all? We're at episode 41. It's crazy how fast time is going. This week, January, as you probably got from last week's episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, please go back to it and have a little listen. January is our busiest time in the practice. Most accountants and bookkeepers are inevitably busier than usual in January. Although, to be completely honest, I'm as busy as I've always been, so I can't necessarily say I'm busier, I'm just busy, which is a good thing, right, when you're a business owner. It means it's time for us to grow and scale again, which is always exciting, I think, as a business owner. That next step is quite exciting. This week, because it's tax season, I wanted to discuss what income needs to be reported on a self-assessment tax return, because it's a tax return is not just for sole traders or business owners, and some direct limited companies and business owners don't actually need to submit one. So this week's episode is going to go through all the different types of income that needs to be reported on your tax return. I hope this helps. So first of all, the income from all of your PAYE jobs. Now, PAYE means pay as you earn, and that is the employed scheme that all employers have you on is where you receive a payslip every pay period, which dictates all the information that you are paid, and they deduct tax and national insurance and sometimes pension contributions from your pay, and you receive the net pay or your take-home pay at the end of every pay period. Now, if you have more than one PAYE job, you would need to detail every single job as a separate line on the self assessment tax return if you need to submit one. This is particularly prominent for people in the hospitality industry and in the promotional industry because they tend to be employed by multiple different agencies and therefore get paid slips and paid from multiple different companies. If you need to find the information for that, it's on the P60 form which you receive every year at the end of every tax year, usually before the 31st of May, which details all the gross pay you've earned and any deductions that have been made such as tax and national insurance. Secondly, income from self-employment. So if you're a sole trader and you are working for yourself and you're self-employed, that income needs to be declared on a self-assessment tax return unless you have earned less than £1,000. If your sales or turnover are less than £1,000 for that tax year, you can use what's called a trading allowance and you don't need to include that if only that one applies. However, if multiple of these situations apply to you you do will still need to submit a self-assessment tax return you're always best to speak to an accountant or a bookkeeper because they will know the most tax efficient way to declare this they will know of any allowances or reliefs that you can claim and they'll be best placed to advise you they're the experts in this field similarly if you are in a partnership if you're a partner in a partnership business so that's the same as a sole trader or a self-employed business but where there's two or more partners usually up to 30 in the business, the income from that will also need to be declared on a self-assessment tax return. If you are a director of a UK limited company, you may receive a payroll through the PAYE scheme, as you would do for your employees, 
and that will need to be declared on the tax return. But you also may receive dividends from that company. And again, they also need to be declared on your self-assessment tax return. If you are a director of a limited company and you only receive dividends under £10,000 a year and none of the other things I talk about apply, you may not need to submit that self-assessment tax return. It's always worth speaking to an accountant or a bookkeeper who can help you and advise you accordingly. If you are a landlord or you receive any sort of rental income from property, uh, you will also need to declare that information on your self-assessment tax return, even if the other elements don't apply to you. If you have a buy-to-let, for example, that will also need to be declared. As with all the things I'm going to talk about today, this income is to be declared to be taxed. However, there is reliefs and allowances that will reduce that tax liability and that is something that you will need to discuss with an expert. If you receive foreign income of any kind, this also needs to be declared on your self-assessment tax return, even if you are paying tax to the foreign country in which the income is being gained from. This includes... Um, payrolls and salaries but it also includes any dividends you get from foreign companies as well as any savings income so that one's really important to take a note of and again you are best to speak to an expert on the allowances and reliefs available to you particularly if you are a non-resident of the UK but you need to pay tax in the UK and following on from that if you have savings and investments that you receive income from that will also need to be declared on your self-assessment tax return from the UK. So it may be that you are receiving a profit from shares that you hold. You may receive um, equity from those. That income needs to be recorded on your self-assessment tax return. Similarly, and this is the one that I think most people forget to include on their self-assessment, is interest they are receiving from money and funds that are held in the bank. So obviously your ISA is a tax-free allowance up to a certain point every year. But if you are receiving interest and a lot of the time with the interest rates the way they are, they can literally be pennies. But in order to give a full clarity picture of your income, that information does need to be included on your self-assessment tax return. There is a limit to that. So check with your accountant or bookkeeper to see how much you need to include Although for transparency, I would always include every element, no matter how small or if they're under the allowance, because you can mark that they are part of your allowance that you want to use. And I think it's much clearer to include every single thing, even if they're under the allowance, if you're already doing it. So if you only received interest from money in the bank and you don't have any of the other reasons to submit a self-assessment tax return, then I wouldn't do that. But if you were receiving dividends from a limited company, and you had a buy to their property, and you had foreign income, then I would include the interest from the bank as well. And finally, if you earn over £100,000 in a tax year, you may be asked to submit a self-assessment. This is particularly important if you or your partner receive child benefit for children because if either party earn over £50,000, have income over £50,000 in that tax year, they may be asked or you may be asked to return some of that to the HMRC as a high income tax charge. Again, as I've said the whole way through this episode, if you need any clarity on this information, do get in touch with a bookkeeper or accountant. 
us at ABCS UK are happy to help. Our contact details are in the show notes. We'd be more than happy to discuss through your current situation and see if there is any way we can help you. So there you have eight different types of income that need to be recorded on self-assessment. That is not an exhaustive list and it does depend on your individual situation. There's something incredibly frustrating as a bookkeeper and accountant when clients come to us and say, but my mate down the pub gets this much back on his tax return each year. He may be in an entirely different situation to you. He may have interest in the bank. He may have um, a property that he rents out and rental income. He may have different reliefs and allowances that apply to him. He may have some capital allowances that he's using. So it's really important to talk about your individual circumstance with an expert to find the most tax efficient way. I hope you found that really useful and it's giving you a much better understanding of what needs to be included on a self-assessment tax return. If you haven't yet listened to last week's episode, episode 40, go back and listen to that one because it is particularly helpful as will the next couple of weeks. So all of January's podcast episodes are focused around the tax return. It's that time of year. It's when you're all thinking about it a lot more. So I really hope they're useful. And if you have any questions, do get in touch. We're always more than happy to have a chat with you. Enjoy your week. And that brings us to the end of another week of the Three Bs podcast with Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it so that I can reach more business owners and help them build better businesses. See you next week for the next episode.